Good afternoon, Church on the Rock. My name is Rashad Cunningham. I am the privileged minister to be here this afternoon with you. I thank every one of you for being here and, and just kind of bunching in. We're normally two services, so to get everybody in here, we added a couple of rows and just told people, deal with it. <laughs> but we are so thankful for you to be here uh, this afternoon as we celebrate the birth of Christ. Just give it up for Christ one time, like for real, right? Right? Amen. Amen. Celebrate like we believe it, right? So the reason we do the, the good afternoon, Rashad, which is normally good morning, Rashad, I just want to make sure you guys are awake, even though it's 4 o'clock. Some of you may take afternoon naps right about now on a Sunday, and I want to make sure you're up. So when I say good afternoon, Church on the Rock, you say good afternoon, Rashad. Good afternoon, Church on the Rock! Amen. Amen. So hey, look, um, this isn't our normal type of service. We've got much more singing, much less talking, hopefully, right? <laughs> what I want to do today is I want to, oh, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen. All right, <laughs> so what I want to do today, <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. What I want to do today is be um, much more conversational with you. I didn't want to be over-programmed and over-prepare something that should honestly be uh, coming from my heart, you know? Um, it's the birth of Christ that we're here for. And, and just for those of you who get confused and may, maybe you're new to all of this, yes, if you do all kinds of research, you can say, hey, isn't the tree a pagan thing? Isn't the day a pagan thing? Isn't, you know, all these lights and the poinsettias, how do you say that? Poinsettias and all that good stuff, right? Like, we make such a big deal about all these other things and let it distract us. Let me tell you what we're here for, okay? We are celebrating the fact that Christ was born, okay? Okay, I don't know if he was born on December 25th, and it's December 23rd anyway, <laughs> and, and I don't know when he was born, but I know he was born, and that's what matters, right? I'm not celebrating a tree. I'm not celebrating the gifts. I'm not... I'm not celebrating white baby Jesus here. <laughs> I just got to call it out. I love my team. I love my team. I just got to call it out real quick, all right? No, I, I, I am celebrating the fact that Jesus was born. That's it. That's it. I could do this on May the 8th. I could do this on July the 22nd. It doesn't matter. Jesus was born. So let's, let's start there. Let's just start right there. I want to I wanna look at some quick scriptures, and I just want to give you my heart. That's it. I just want to give you my heart, and, and I want to challenge you to see what this season is actually all about. So I'm going to open up 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, and we're going to have it up on the screen for you. 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. It says, By this the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I want to read the NLT version as well. Go to 1 John 4, 9 in the NLT for me, Leah. It says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Everybody should say amen on that. Amen. So when um, I, was, I went to Venture Church earlier this morning and really enjoyed myself out there. Everybody from Venture that ended up coming, raise your hands real quick. Thank you for showing up with us. We really appreciate you sharing this time with us. Um, and Rob, Pastor Rob was talking about gift giving. He was talking about how bad of a gift giver he was and how he always got like the wrong gifts. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, that's a great introduction for me because I don't consider myself a bad gift giver. I just give in a, a unique way, right? <laughs> so when me and my wife started dating and actually when we started living together and we were married and everything, I bought my wife the gift. I bought her a toaster. I, yeah, I bought her a toaster. <laughs> exactly, right? I bought her a toaster. And, and when I bought it for her in my mind, I said, we need a toaster. <laughs> so... Wouldn't it be a great gift to buy my wife the toaster that we need, right? And then the next year, I bought, a, I bought an iron. And I know everybody says that weird, so I bought an iron, the thing you iron clothes with, right? I bought an iron for the next year because we needed an iron. <laughs> so I bought us an iron. And, and what I'm trying to show you is that my gifts, the gifts I always bought Brittany for the longest time, always had something to do with us. If I bought a gift, it was so we could benefit. I would buy a board game so that we could play it. I would buy a movie that I wanted to see. I, I bought a whole lot of gifts that always had something to do with benefiting me. And then I said, this is how I love my wife. This is called love, right? Well, wrong. And that's what I want to show you in this, is that love according to God always benefits the person who's receiving it, never benefits the person who's giving it. This is godly love. And God decided to show, us, to show us his love in the birth of Jesus Christ. I mean, those of you who call yourself believers, I'm going to challenge you at the end of this message to ask yourself, are you truly loving in the way that God says love is or what love is and how he displayed it in the birth of Christ? So going back to verse uh, 1 John 4, 9. Give me the NASB. That's the one I'm, I'm used to. I'm comfortable with there. Uh, it says, by this, the love of God was manifested in or towards us. So anything he's about to tell us in these verses, he's saying, what I'm about to tell you is how God decided to display his love. So first, God decided to love, right? Like, you don't deserve his love. You didn't do anything to earn his love. There was nothing about you that made, that, that made you earn the love that he gives you. It's something he determined before the foundations of the earth. So God decided to love, but then God displayed his love. He displayed his love in the birth. So give me God displayed his love up there, Leah. God displayed his love. It says, by this, the birth of Jesus Christ, God manifested towards us what his love is. I want you to just grasp that and, and take that into consideration. We have many newborns this year that happened at Church on the Rock. We got Princess Chop Chop on the way, so we got more newborns to come. Um, could you imagine taking your child, your baby, your newborn, or these little ones, and, and, and serving them up, literally, like serving them to death for those who you don't know, for those who have done wrong by you, for those who have betrayed you, from those who hate you. Could anybody in here imagine doing that with their child? No, no. 
But this is how God displayed his love. Now, how many of you are loving each other that way? When you say, oh, yes, I love the way that God loves. This is how God displayed his love. His one and only begotten son, his unique son, was given, was sent into the world to display and define what God's love is. Many of you know how to say hi and smile on Sunday morning, right? Many of you know how to be cordial, to serve together and all that. But how many of you would give up your newborn child for one another? No. No. And this is what the love of God is, that he was willing, not based on anything that you've done, but because he loved you, willing to sacrifice his one and only begotten son on your behalf. And here's the kicker, that he gets no benefit from this. Nothing benefits God in this. Nothing benefits Christ in this. The only ones who benefit are you and I. Do you understand that? Do you understand what this love looks like and how this love is displayed in the birth? Jesus did not have to be born. Jesus did not have to come down. Jesus did not have to humble himself from where he was at and come down and be clothed in humanity and live on this earth for you. So when we say the title of this sermon is Love is Born, literally love was born in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Okay, so here's where it gets really, really good. So everything dealing with the birth has to do with the death. You cannot have Christmas without Easter. You can't have the birth without the death and the burial and the resurrection because what, what happens is if Jesus doesn't die and is buried and is resurrected, then it's just a carpenter's son being born. That's it. It's just one of us being born. What makes it unique and what actually demonstrates his love is the fact that he actually died as well. So you have to tie the two together, and the scriptures tie it together all the time. Give me Matthew 121. Matthew 121 is going to show you just early, just early on it says, God showed, nope, that's not it, sorry, <laughs> right there. All right, it says, she will bear a son. So the bear, that's birth, right? She will bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, or God saves. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. And any time you read in the Bible that God will save his people from their sins, it's dealing with the death, the burial, and the resurrection. So right from the beginning, Mary will bear, will bore a son, that's birth, and he will save his people from their sins, that's death. Isaiah 9, 6 also kind of foreshadows it. It says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. So that's for our benefit. A child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. That's for our benefit. And, and, and the son given, the son given part right there to us, that right there is on our behalf. So you have a child born for our benefit you have a son given on the cross on our behalf. Everything is about every single one of you in here. How, I, I know we all realize that we're born and eventually all of us will die. But what if the only reason you was born was to die for people who would never believe in you? Die for people who would never receive you? Die for people who flat out hate you? This is the love 
of God. This is what was shown in the birth, that God would send his one and only begotten son for you, for you, and daily. I don't know about you, but I fail him, and I trample on that, and I fall short, and he continues to love me in this sacrificial way. And then he looks at you and says, love others the same. This is the love of God. Not this fake American church thing that we do where we only see each other once a year. Not this thing that we do when we're only nice to each other when we're in each other's face or, or when it's the time of season or, you know, when it's the season or the reason for the season or whatever we say, that's not how God loves. God says from the beginning, when I gave my son, when I sent him into the world, his only purpose was to die for each and every one of you, so that you would benefit if you believe in him as your Lord and Savior. Let me give you an example of what that looks like. Anybody ever paid it forward at a, at a uh, fast food place? Anybody ever been in the driveway and done the pay it forward? This, so when you're in, say you're in the driveway and you pay for your food, you're like, you know what, I'm feeling good, feeling a little lucky here, right? I'm at Taco Bell, I'm going and, hey, what's, what's their order? And if, you're, and if you're real good, you won't even ask the order. You'll just pay it, right? I'm cheap. So I, I'm like, so how much is, is their order back there? You know, I'm, I'm not the best at this. But if you, you pay the order for the person behind you, and you, you leave a message and say, hey, just tell them Merry Christmas and to do it for the person behind them, right? So, so you don't know who that is behind you. It could be your worst enemy. It could be somebody who has broken the law recently. It could be somebody racist. It could be, you, you don't know who's in that car behind you, right? You just out of love, you get no benefit out of this. They don't know you. They can't contact you. You simply pay it forward. You simply pay their ransom, per se. You pay for them so they can have their food. And all you ask is you, you say, hey, just tell them to do it for the person behind them. And then they pull up. And they're like, oh, somebody paid for my food? And they're like, hey, extra $10 in my pocket, right? But that's exactly, yeah, there should be nobody laughing on that because that's what Christianity looks like. God has paid it forward, literally, through Jesus Christ. He was born and he died for what you owe. And then he looks at you and says, because I did this freely, I want you to freely love others in the exact same way. And we pull up and we're like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to keep this to myself, and this is where we fail, and this is why we, we have to have a better understanding of what the birth of Christ is. So I, I want you, I just want you, now, now I just want to speak from the heart. That was as much as I could get out that I was studying through, but here's, here's my heart, you guys. Love in a way that is sacrificial Love in a way that hurts. There's somebody who's going to be at your family gathering tomorrow or on Christmas Day or the day after or sometime this week who has betrayed you. There, there's somebody in your life right now who you may, you may avoid this year because of how they wronged you. But you call yourself a Christian. And God has given you the example of his love. He defined it, he displayed it, he demonstrated it in the birth and death of Christ. I'm asking you to do the same thing this year. I'm asking you to actually look 
different than the rest of the world based on what you have received. Take a moment right now and think of that person in your life. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe, maybe it's somebody in this church. I'm not sure what it is, but whoever that person is, I want you to think of them right now, and I want you to actually walk out of this church with the purpose and intentions of loving them the way Christ has loved you. You see, Christmas means nothing if you don't replicate the love that God showed in the birth of, of Jesus Christ. You can give gifts and, and, and gift cards and gather around trees and eat food with people that you know love you back, but can you do it with those who have wronged you, those who have hurt you, those who have let you down? Because let me say something to you real quick for those of you who don't know me. This is when God loved me. God loved me when I was cheating on my wife. God loved me when I was addicted to alcohol and porn and every other thing that could make you just be disgusted with the person I am. That's when he died for me. That's when he died for me, okay? When I was in complete disobedience, when I was his enemy, when I was the sinner of sinners, this moment, in that moment, that's when God loved me. So what are you waiting on to love someone else? Christ was born for the sinners. He came to serve, not to be served. So those of you who are in this house right now who are believers, what are you waiting on? What, an apology? Huh? You waiting on somebody to pay you back what they owe? What exactly are you waiting on because he didn't wait on you? I'm asking you to take the birth of Christ and understand that in Jesus Christ, love was born but when you sacrificially display that love to others, love is born in you. This is my heart cry this morning, or this afternoon, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this, this is my heart cry, that we stop doing the superficial Christmas thing and start understanding that this was God's greatest display of love. Something that only benefits the person who's receiving it and doesn't need nothing in return. How are you loving your wife in that way? How are you loving your husband in that way? Not expecting anything in return. It doesn't matter if they respond to the way you love them. You're not loving them for the response. What kind of gifts are those, right? I'm that gift giver. I'll admit it. I buy the gift and I'm waiting on you to respond. I'm like, come on. Wasn't that the best gift ever? Like, tell me something. Brittany is so sick of me because yesterday I, I gave her a gift early. It was the National Lampoon Christmas, her favorite movie. And I've been asking her since, did you really like it? She's like, Rashad, I've seen it a hundred times, but yes, I love it. You actually thought about me this time. And I'm like, tell me more. Gas me up, right? Tell me more, right? That's not love. <laughs> that is not love. Love gives and gives sacrificially and doesn't need anything in return. This is how God loved us in the birth of Jesus Christ. So, so 
Once again, I didn't want to have some overproduced, over-sermonized message. I simply want you to stop and really think about this. Because, you know, there's somebody in here who doesn't believe in all of this. And they don't believe in all of this because it is fake. Because we make it fake. We make it fake. It's funny how we're so quick to get mad when non-believers call us hypocrites and and start talking about the things we do around this time and how, you know, we're not like this all the time. And you know what? If the shoe fits, <laughs> this, is who, this is what Christianity is. Unfortunately, this is what it is because we've, we've lost touch of what God, of what God wanted, of what God displayed at the birth. If I'm celebrating the birth, then I'm celebrating the fact that God sacrificially gave his son to die for me. What would happen if those in this room who don't believe in Christ saw the person who invited them here, invited them today, dying for them in that way? What would happen? How would we change the world? Because it, that's, that's what I responded to as a believer. You understand what I'm saying? I responded to the message, the gospel, that I deserve hell that I deserve to burn in hell because of my actions and my choices, my sins, and that God freely, freely on my behalf gave his one and only begotten son so that I could have eternal life with him. He gets nothing out of this. What happens if I live what I say I believe? This is what changed me. This is what will change that non-believing friend, coworker, family member, Who's going to be with you this week? Not that you wait for them to respond or that you only speak to them if they agree to speak on your terms. That you love them regardless. This is what breaks barriers. There's nothing about a human being that doesn't deserve your love because you didn't deserve his. You don't deserve the birth of Christ. You don't deserve it. He gave it to you freely. So I'm asking everyone in this room to take that challenge, to gather this week with all intentions on showing a sacrificial, surrendering love to those who are around you. Test yourself. Ask yourself, is this for me or is this simply for the one I am giving it to? Because that's what the birth of Christ was. Love was born through Jesus Christ so that love can be born in you. I'm begging you, don't leave church on the rock without that conviction on your heart to live in a way this week and for the rest of your lives as if love actually resides in you. Because this is the most beautiful part of it. This is how God distinguishes who is his and who is not. The greatest self-examination that you can have. You want assurance of your salvation? Love in the same manner that God loved because you can only do it if you've received it. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you this afternoon for the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for what we didn't deserve. We thank you that even as we fail 
to duplicate what you've shown us, to imitate your son, you continue to love us in this sacrificial way. Father, may we change our hearts today. May we, may, may we actually think about how we're treating others. May we guard our thoughts and take every thought captive, Father. May we just allow your love to control us. There's somebody here this afternoon, Father, who doesn't know you, who doesn't know your love. I am praying that just in this brief message, Father, that, that they see that the only way to eternity, to the kingdom, is through your son, Jesus Christ, who has already given his soul, given his life, Father, for them. And if they would just freely receive the gift, Father, that they would have eternity in heaven with you. May we be vessels that are used to minister to them. May we minister to each other. As we prepare to sing, Father, just have your way with our hearts. And just help us to love the way that you loved us. It's in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to let every one of you know that um, if nobody's ever told you they love you, I do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If, if nobody's ever told you that they love you, not for an agenda, not to get you to come back to this church or anything like that, I do. I sincerely love you in that way. I may not even know your name. I may not have even met you. But if you reach out to me, I am there for you today. I mean that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. As we get ready to sing Silent Night, please, once again, because um, I'm not going to get to talk to everybody, but take, take this in, okay? Just look around right now. Just kind of look around, all right? In today's America, we don't see this, this, this mixture, this diversity of people. This is love. Just being willing to gather here this afternoon with people you don't know side by side, and it's getting kind of hot in here, right? This, <laughs> this is love. So as we prepare to sing Silent Night, read the words like never before. Read the words understanding the sacrifice and the surrender that God's calling for you to have. And have a blessed, blessed Christmas. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you'd like any more information on Church on the Rock, please visit our website at www.churchontherockbb.com.